After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, and a ho, ho, ho to all of you. It's Monday night. That means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw Wrestling Inc. After show with Triple J, Justin LeBar, Jack Farmer, and Corduroy, Jimmy Corderis. And this is about as close to a, a Christmas episode of Raw as we're going to get this year. And I thought it was fun. But before we get into it, as everyone settles in and finds their seats, how are you guys doing? Jimmy, how are you? Ah, despite the the snow out there and the chill, uh, a little bit below seasonal norm, but it's, you know what, like you said, it's Christmas time, it's in the air, hey, how's Santa going to land on your roof without any snow on it? Yeah, it's a frigid 58 over here. Uh, Justin, oh. how are you doing? Uh, very cold, it's been a roller coaster of emotions the last 24 hours from football to hockey. Uh, certainly inside of a glass case of emotion, but nonetheless, we're here. Merry Christmas <laughs> to Filthy Animal. Happy New Year. And excited to be on Triple J tonight. Uh, the last one of the, uh, the last one of, of 2022. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm assuming I'm not on next week, but there doesn't sound like there's going to be a show unless they're going to review the, uh, the best of. Yeah. And, and it's boxing day here, which I, I, you know, obviously that's a, that's a statutory holiday up here. I won't be on next week either. So. There will be no show. Next week. What do you What do you do for Boxing Day? Uh, well, originally Boxing Day was uh, a, a British thing. Being Canada was a British colony, you know, back in the day, and I guess we're still somewhat affiliated with them in some. I know how that goes. Yeah, um, but Boxing Day was uh, the day after Christmas. You would donate gifts to the needy. And oh, poor. that's cool. Now it has become the national holiday where everybody goes shopping post-Christmas for Boxing Day deals. It's it's the biggest shopping day of the year. 
Isn't that just the way it is? It starts off as a day to give to the needy and ends with a, oh, I can buy some cheap stuff for myself. Exactly. Uh, you got to love it. You got to <laughs> love it. That's just the way the world works. Well, let's get into some news here to kick things off on what's going to be an interesting episode. I have something of an answer for you fellas to a question that is, where is Matt Riddle? It was recently reported that the reason for Matt Riddle's disappearance from WWE programming, written off with a six-week recovery period for a storyline story injury at the hands of Sola Sokoa, was for him to enter an inpatient drug rehab program after failing at least two drug tests. This afternoon, a tweet thread by adult film actress Jordan Max, who was recently in a relationship with Riddle, provided additional confirmation on Riddle's situation, saying, rather than keeping plans for Christmas and New Year's Eve, he's going to rehab. Do you have any idea how confusing and hurtful that is? So, Justin, uh, there's obviously a lot more to this tweet, but as far as the uh, the where Riddle may be, it sounds like what Jordan Max is saying is that he is, in fact, in rehab. Yeah, and this uh, definitely uh, bl blows up WWE's, uh, or not blows up, but it, it hurts WWE's attempted plan to try to keep that uh, out of uh, out of the public. You know, they, they obviously wrote them off in a kayfabe storyline. You know, they have not WWE has not publicly said anything. You know, in terms of a wellness violation, is not um, so. They obviously are. Tr they they want to keep this quiet and 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 you know the context of that of that tweet by that adult film actress. I know you read a portion of it that, that where she noted uh, about the rehab, but it, the, the tweet was in response to, to like a fan saying something and showing some pictures, which apparently is allegedly that Matt Riddle has been now hooking up with a different adult film star. And this this George max, not too pleased. So it's just an, it's just a, a really crazy look, but obviously first and foremost, you want Matt Riddle to be, uh, be well, so hopefully health wise, that's what's going to be accomplished out of this. Uh, all the other stuff you, you handle in time. But, you know, look, he's a he's a baby face that's had a lot that that's had rising success for WWE. He's gotten over as a baby face. He has baby face reactions. He's got a, a, a cool connection to the crowd. You know what? Whatever he's dealing with does not go in line with how you want your baby faces to be perceived. Uh, on television. So uh, I'll be really curious. A again, a number one that he gets better, whatever he's dealing with. And then if and when he comes back to TV, uh, what the situation is, how they present him. And again, I, the, the question, I, the, I mean, has WWE changed their, the, 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 them not making it public when, when guys or girls have a, a wellness, I don't know, but that it's certainly there among many of the questions in this story. Yeah, Jimmy, is there any type of, um, and I don't know if the, you work for WWE, so I assume you know everything about how everything <laughs> works over there. With them being a public company, do they have to ex give this information? I'm always confused with yeah. what they they have to disclose versus what they can sweep under the rug. That's 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 a part that I'm not very familiar. Before I knew in the past that they would disclose. Uh, they were they were very open and honest with any you know wellness policy policy. Uh, um, violations. Violations. Yeah. Thank you for helping me out yeah. there. I couldn't get the word. I couldn't spit it <laughs> yeah. out there. But um, uh, as far as what's what is the wellness policy now? Because things have changed so much, especially with the 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 um, the legality uh, uh, to a certain extent for marijuana. And you know, it's no secret that uh, with the Bro 420, they have been exploiting that on television, that aspect of Matt Riddle's life. But 
maybe this violation is something completely different or is it kind of like, you know, alcohol is legal, but -hmm. you can't drive under the influence of alcohol. And maybe this is a situation where you're showing up for work, you know, under the influence and that, and that that could be a different thing altogether. And maybe that's where uh, they drew the line and said, listen, you need to, you know, get this under control. And if you're going to uh, use your 420, do it on your own time and not at work. Well, Jimmy, that that's what's kind of puzzling about this whole thing is that it's 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 been believed for the last few years that WWE has done away with marijuana being something mm-hmm. that they test for and suspend for in the wellness policy. Hence, why they kind of were okay leaning into the 420 mm-hmm. brand. So that's what that's what then becomes like okay, like if this if if, if marijuana is not what yeah, so yeah. it's like yeah. what, what are we dealing with here? See, see, that's the question. Is it is it some other substance that there is an issue with? And again, if it is, you know, something to do uh, with the, the marijuana, is there a provision in the wellness policy that says no, you're, it's okay to, you know, consume marijuana, but not while you're, not to be under the influence of of the of the 420 while you're working. So we don't know the exact yeah. details. Yeah, there's a, a million different ways this could be going. And, and Jimmy, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it might be fine when you're at the hotel, but if you're doing it before the show starts, it might mm-hmm. be something different. Again, I don't know. It's it's all speculation, but I think we all agree. Hopefully things get better for, uh, yeah. for Matt Riddle and he comes out on the other end. And I think that to find a positive from it, I think it's good that the company's taking care of him and getting him in rehab mm-hmm. if, they, if that's something that's necessary uh, instead of just saying, up. Oh, Onto the kick to the curb. Good luck out there, champ. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully he comes through the other side of it okay. So there, there so. is actually. So since that news story is out there, there actually is one more tweet that mm-hmm. Jordan Max has posted. That she look. It looks like she posted uh, earlier today at five thirty-five p.m. I don't know if that's. I guess that's my time Eastern. Um, but somebody like replied to what those tweets we just referenced. And they said, wait, you would rather have him be with you at Christmas than let him go get the help he needs? He judged a bull with you, that's for sure. And Jordan Max responds, can you even read? That's not what I'm saying at all. He told me that he quit drugs, and then to find out he's A, with another girl, B, B, doing those drugs with her, and C, failing drug tests, so he has to go to rehab for it. It is disappointing. So Mm -hmm. she just kind of elaborates on her. Wow. Well, Sounds like it's a big tangled mess. And again, hopefully it all works out and everyone ends up happy in time for the holidays, but uh, probably not in time for the holidays, but hopefully it all just works out for everybody. Right. Um, We get, uh, we have some news. Speaking of things working out and possibly coming to an end. uh, It was previously reported that Kenny Omega will become a free agent by February, 2023. According to Dave Meltzer of Wrestling observer radio, This still seems to be the case with his contract reportedly set to expire at the end of January. However, it was also noted that Omega is advertised for AEW shows in March. So it's possible that time was added to his current deal due to most his most recent injuries. Furthermore, Meltzer believes that Omega could be waiting for Matt and Nick Jackson's contracts to expire before he makes a decision about his future. He's saying, I think that they probably all want to expire around the same time and whatever they do next would be, I mean, they could split or make different decisions, but my gut says that they'll probably be a package deal. Last year, the Bucks confirmed that they'd extended their contracts until 2024. Uh, of course, it's possible that these AEW stars have signed new contract tracks and that's being kept top secret. 
That said, Meltzer believes that the news would be out there by now if they had signed on the dotted line. I do not saying I do not know that there's been a new deal, and I don't think there's been. He reiterated, stating that AEW would probably release the news to the public if they had, similar to what they did with Jericho when he extended his deal. Uh, Jimmy, this, um, assuming Kenny Omega is waiting for the Young Bucks and their deal to expire, I would assume that that would make them all more valuable because if they all walked, that would be basically gutting the heart of what started AEW. Exactly. And, and, you know, it, they've, they've obviously devor, uh, developed a, a relationship working together and working for the same goals, especially, you know, all three of them being EVPs, executive vice, pre- vice presidents of the company and, and having, you know, other roles other than just in-ring talent and top in-ring talent for that company as, as well. So, you know, I, I could see them maybe holding, I, I don't know if this is, you know, a power play, maybe a little bit, a uh, little bit of everything, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, like you said, as a package deal, I think they're more valuable than individually, especially, right. especially with the threat of uh, possibly leaving AEW and they could, you know, command, top dollar that way and the other question is you know now that they've had the taste of being executive vice presidents at at, at uh, aew if they were i'm just saying speculation is if they were to entertain offers from wwe i can't see them having a position anywhere close to similar to that with them so no. you know what i mean so so you know it, it's kind of like hey we can make a little bit of a power play but at the same time you know, this, this might be the place where we go, where we stay, as, as opposed to, you know, trying to split and, cre- you know, create their own brand. I don't know if this is the right time for something like that. It, it is a, a fascinating test on do you want control as an EVP or do you want more money? Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that would be what it comes down to, Justin, if, if that was the game they were playing. Sorry, or see a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and the other question is like, you know, uh, are they still satisfied with their roles as EVP? Do they like being in the office? Do they like having to, I mean, you know, uh, you know, is, are, do they have the same input they had on day one when dynamite launched uh, or has Tony Khan took more, con- you know, there's so many things that are unknown that would play into their decision-making. Um, you know, I, I do agree. Even though when you, like when you transcribe Meltzer, he, he, it's like a roundabout way to get to the point. Mm-hmm. I, but I do believe ultimately what he said, which is, I think we would probably know, and there would have been a release or a press release. Um, had some new, they're they're locked down in the in the foundation of the company for another five years. I, I so I don't think anything. You know, I, I do think that there's potential somewhere in the next you know whatever time span for the three of them to have uh, you know their current deals run up and need new ones to be done. Uh, I would believe that maybe around 2024 would be an ideal a, a possible time, which makes 2024 all the more fascinating again in the wrestling world of. For agency, but I, I agree. I, I think they would remain a package deal, whether they stay, whether they they remain a package deal if they're going to go elsewhere, whether that's WWE, Japan, wherever. I don't. I think they probably realize that their brand is best if the three of them stay together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, yeah, it's. Good. I think. I think a lot of it might also just be taking the temperature of AEW over the next year. You know, obviously, you know, Cody Rhodes is, is gone, uh, and and you know, obviously got derailed with injury, but looked like he was having a great time in his return to WWE, and will probably be back soon. Uh, obviously, the CM Punk uh, chaos is well documented. It looks like he's done. So I think, how's the next year in AEW go? How does the growth feel? Do they get a, a new big TV deal in the next year or two? 
Um, it, does that look like it's on the horizon for Dynamite um, based upon Dynamite's performance, which depending on who you ask and what metric you look at, some would say, oh, yeah, they're going to be lining options up. Other people would tell you, I don't know what they're going to get. Um, so I think a lot of things to watch for in 2023, uh, but I do agree ultimately that these three uh, make decisions all together. You make the point about CM Punk, and that to me is something that makes uh, Meltzer sound more accurate. I think with everything that's happened with CM Punk, had these guys signed something that would make them there long, keep them there longer, that would be a state like a big talking point right now. Someone would have said, "Hey, with everything that's going on, guess who just signed new contracts?" Um, mm-hmm. But since no one's talking about that, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. But it is very uh, LeBron James of of them. You know, if you think back in the old 90s, it was like teams were teams. And if you moved, you moved. But LeBron James was the guy that was like, everywhere I go, I'm going to have my team around me. You know, the elite yeah. seems very similar. I mean, LeBron has different teams around him, but, you know, he's very let me get my friends and my guys to play with me. This generation's NWO kind of thing. You know? yes. like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, 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 look, if, 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 if Omega in the box, if um, like and I do feel like. WWE is more of a possibility and more it would, there would be a better chance of it working out for all parties now than you know than when when maybe than when Vince was running things just on philosophies uh, let alone but I almost feel like if you're the Bucks and you're Kenny and you're and if you were going to vacate a spot where you're the bigger fish in a little bit smaller pond and you get to be EVPs and whatever perks come with that I almost feel like you would only go to WWE unless you got some kind of a guarantee and I don't just mean guarantee in a financial figure but like you had heavy input on the booking for the first X amount of months or something. And I, and I, and I don't know, I don't know, but would triple H give that, would he see the value in the, the, you know, do I need these three guys who are all uh, in their late thirties pushing 40? Uh, Do I need them? They're in phenomenal shape, obviously. So 40 is, is, is a lot younger than what it used to be in the business. But you know, I, I, again, more things that would have to be taken into consideration. You know, it's like, you know, they're not going to go and probably get the money they're making now. They're not going to, be able to be champions of nxt and get that <laughs> you know right. what i mean right but that's that's the thing i mean if if they're making i don't know what they're making at all or what they would make but if if tony's paying him a million a year but triple h is going to pay him three million a year I, I might be worth being lower on the totem pole for an extra two million a year you but know? are you going to pay are you going to pay somebody three million a year who's going to be lower in the total who's going to be exactly middle exactly. of the card i mean three yeah. million a year that's we're talking main yeah. event solidified main event mm-hmm. i'm just throwing numbers out. i don't know, no. I know. Uh, yeah. um but uh someone who wants some numbers thrown her way is sasha banks who posted a gif online that features a current aew personality sparking fan speculation since walking out of wwe she's dropped teases on what she will do next she teased a potential showdown with current iwgp women's champion Kyrie, and it has since been reported that Banks is scheduled to appear at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom event on January 4th, and fans are now wondering if the third WWE Women's Grand Slam champion has dropped another hint. Uh, the GIF is a Ric Flair promo uh, when he was in NWA, uh, and as the camera pans out, AEW personality Tony Schiavone is shown as the one interviewing Flair. Uh, this is also added to the speculation uh, because New Japan Pro Wrestling has a working relationship with AEW, and all that good stuff. And of course, uh, uh, Soraya is um, going to have a mystery partner in next year for a tag team match on January 11th 
everyone's wondering what's happening next. Justin, I think Sasha Banks just knows how to play the game. Uh, what say you? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, she knows right now that uh, there's a lot, there's a huge guessing game, and 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 look, that's a that's a fire that you don't mind. Throw some gasoline on that fire because uh, the hot the hotter that fire gets. Uh, that's your this this is your I'm not gonna say her only time but right now it's it you, know, you don't it's not a guarantee of how many times in the business you get a chance to have this kind of leverage uh so throw some gasoline on the fire get people buzzing get people guessing it's supposed to then make the pop that much bigger when you do show up wherever you show up um you know so uh, you know I, I I don't I don't blame her for doing what she's doing I, I would I would have <laughs> several more of these tweets in the draft folder lined up ready to go if, Jimmy, if I held your feet to the fire, what's next for Sasha Banks long term? Is it hmm. New Japan? Is it AEW? Is it back in WWE? Is it just sticking to Hollywood? Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of everything. I, I know. I know that once you get a taste of the Hollywood, as you can tell, any of the uh, form, former and current wrestlers who have uh, participated in in doing whether it's a movie or, or a TV show. They love doing it and they want to go back and do some more. But uh, it, like you said, if you held my feet to the fire, you know, she, uh, it, it's it, again, they would get hot because this is hard to figure out. She's playing, like you said, playing the game very well. And, you know, as Justin said, strike while the iron is hot and it's really hot for Sasha Banks right now. There's a lot of talk about it. There's a lot of speculation about where she's going to end up. She's dropping some hints like, you know, everybody's talking about the Tony Schiavone part of that, uh, of that, that they were showing. But at the same time, there was the NWA world champion. I don't know if, you know, doing something at NWA for Billy Corrigan is going to be enough money for her. But again, it's, it's, it's all a guessing game right now. And she's doing a great job of making herself relevant without being on any television show right now, R wrestling television show that is. And, and if she's got leverage, who's to say, just, just looking at all the different possibilities. Who's to say, you know, she gets to wrestle in New Japan at the start of January. Um, you know, she's maybe, who's to say she didn't work that out to be able to do that, to let this guessing game happen, to make it seem like it, WWE is the furthest thing from possibility. And then boom, what's four weeks later? Mm -hmm. The Royal, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. And you know? that place will go nuts. Banana. Go banana. Banana. Yes. banana. Yeah, that's one of, that's one of the themes that'll hit that would get the biggest reaction i think of the night outside of all, not counting the rock that doesn't feel like it, it's fair mm -hmm. but anyone else anyone who's a, a regular uh in pro wrestling i think you get one of the biggest reactions oh yeah um but uh before we get into the show let's we'll chat about the show thank you again as always everyone listening on spotify on apple podcast everyone who is watching the show on youtube afterwards make sure to like comment share subscribe i uh, also want to give a shout out on twitter to at paul apex sc saying it's 4 a.m where he watches uh but uh, he will be listening tomorrow if you can't keep it up today uh so thank you so much paul also thank you to the chat we got david we got ricky we got adam we got iron meds and baby ice and tommy o and bernie and dylan matthews the jeff king mm -hmm. justine and uh brian and george and everyone else thank ethan cruz thank you so much for joining us live let's get into this show yeah. because it is a doozy of an episode we start it's gonna be hard to break down guys so just <laughs> bear with me a little bit a lot of overlap on this episode uh 
we get Roman Reigns with a message saying that Kevin Owens is going to need more than John Cena. And now he's going to take out his anger on the entire raw locker room to punish KO. Uh, and they, they are, they're taking out everyone starting with Ali. Now, Justin, of course we see this happen throughout the night, but for now, take me back to, the very beginning of this show and just what's going through your mind as you see the bloodline go into war with raw. It sets a great tone, you know, I mean, you know, Roman Reigns is the world champion of both brands. He has, he has both world titles. So he essentially runs both and, and he's the mob boss. I love, I love him, you know, in his high upon his throne somewhere where we don't even know, uh, you know, he, you know, he declares war, and then there, there's his deputies out there just causing havoc. And, and a nice little production touch I appreciated. I like then when we start seeing, <clears throat> as we keep going to the, uh, the the rest of the bloodline attacking everybody, I like it was them filming it. First off, it's just a little bit of a logic of that they were filming like kind of selfie style with like a selfie stick that, you know, you don't have WWE's production there all, you know, well lit and, and, and well, you know, boom mics and everything to, to, to see this act, this gang kind of behavior and, and, and watch out Elias, they're coming behind you. So nice touch that, that, that it's the bloodline filming it. And it also just gives off more of a, a an arrogant, dangerous kind of, again, gang feel like that, that they're so brazen and so proud of their behavior. They're going to die. They're filming it themselves. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, it, it just had, it, it had just a certain authenticity to it that uh, we don't see, that, that, that was something different for WWE's production, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, Jimmy, I said last week, they're starting to remind me a bit of the NWO. And as I was watching this, I was waiting for Ali to get lawn darted into something. Yeah, no kidding. And and that's a good, that's a good uh, point that, uh, that, that Justin brought up about the, you know, the, the filming it themselves. But uh, the other thing too, is starting off the show this way, you want to start off hot and get the crowd uh, and get the audience, especially at home, interested in what's going on. And they thought they did that very well. And watching Roman Reigns speaking in his locker room, you know, talking about how, you know, he's declaring war on raw right now. That smug arrogantness that he is exuding right now, he is taking it to another level. He's taking it to another notch. I mean, yes, I get I get that people want to um, cheer a little bit the bloodline. They're kind of like behind him. They're being entertained by him. But at the same time, you're watching Roman Reigns and, and you know, you're treating it like, man, what an arrogant prick. You know what I mean? You know, and, and he's doing a wonderful job at it. And it, and I know people complain, oh, he's not wrestling enough on television. He doesn't have to. I agree completely. I think this is, I loved this. I love that he didn't come out. I mean, I would have liked to see him come out because I'm a fan, but you know, mm-hmm. I think that it's good. I will say if I'm nitpicking, I'm okay with this, but I got to nitpick it a little bit. It was mm-hmm. clearly the locker room from SmackDown and they clearly recorded it on Friday before the show or, or whatever. They, they clearly did all those together because that background was so uh, it stood out so much. It was, it was a very specific background, but I'm fine with it. But I, I, I was like, Hmm, someone taped that last week, <laughs> uh, but it all worked out. Uh, we continue on and uh, Akira Tozawa and the street profits take on judgment day. During the match, the bloodline attacks Chase U uh, as they continue this overarching story. Uh, in the match, Dom's wearing sunglasses because of the mist to his eyes, and it's Akira who throws the liquid from the red cups into Dom's eyes to set up the win. Uh, Jimmy, of mm-hmm. course, we're going to get another. This this shows fast. Uh, 
we're going to talk about what happens right after this, but Akira gets uh, Akira gets a win. The, mm-hmm. It looks like the eyes of Dom are still messed up, and still the bloodline is wreaking havoc. So much is happening all at once. Yeah, a lot was happening. My only critique of the finish was, you know, we've gotten to the point now where guys are kicking out of everything from stuff pile drivers to, to uh, twisting, burning 450 hammer phoenix splashes and 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 other people's finishes when the finish used to be protected so much, but there are so many matches now ending with that surprise roll-up. And when you do the surprise roll-up too often, it's not so much a surprise anymore. It, it does, it hurts more than, than the old, Hey, he caught him off guard kind of thing. And that's the only thing I, I didn't like about this finish. And, and yeah, like you said, the, the stuff to Dom's eyes, it also makes me wonder what is in those red cups that, would sting his eyes so bad, you know? I mean, uh, huh. Well, I was going to say, it, the Phoenix 450 splash is mm. old news. Now it's the red solo cup splash. There you go. There we go. <laughs> uh, but uh, Justin, uh, again, I don't know if there's a whole lot to take from this other than clearly the eyes of Dom are still messed up. And uh, again, before getting into the second act of this match, um, I guess Street Profits getting to win. Yeah, I mean, I like all the, uh, I like all the different you know, factions and all the storylines all intersecting. Uh, I like the continuity of sticking with and selling uh, Dom's eyes. And yeah, I mean, it's funny. They did, they showed a different angle in a slow motion replay of Tazawa throwing the cup. And I think Graves at the same time is like, what's in that cup? It's clearly not water, even though it clearly looks like water. So I don't know if they're trying to sell it as like, you know, oh, my eyes burn because some gin and some, you know, some gin just got thrown in my or what. I don't know what Tazawa's supposed to be drinking but uh no, i'm gonna give a shout out to the uh shirts that dom and rio are wearing the happy holidays from the judgment day uh <laughs> christmas card shirt uh top notch yes those were i those are those kind of shirts that i think if you had them and then wore them like in a few years it would be the coolest throwback shirt uh i was thinking they should at least like color the stuff they're putting in the the cups going forward so it feels like because it was so clearly water when he was doing it but whatever it's not a big deal uh after the match what i love is (laughs) rhea ripley not happy about what happened she goes and she wants to pick a fight with a with uh akira tozawa and then after the street prophets who are supposed to be tozawa's friends talk him into it we get an intergender match i think the first one that at least in a long time uh i guess since reggie uh was doing them uh but profits take out the judgment day outside but after akira misses the senton Rhea hits the riptide and gets the win uh justin this was i'm sure uh people on social media divided about this i think if you're gonna do an intergender match this one came across pretty well though what, what were your thoughts on on this one yeah i agree i think uh I, you know i would not I, i'd be careful when picking my spots of having Rhea do intergender or anybody doing intergender but um, I thought they executed this one okay. You have obviously Tazawa uh, is smaller in physical stature, so I could get with that. You know, it was a great moment when she body slammed Gallows weeks ago. But don't put her in a, in a don't give me an intergender match with her and Gallows, who Gallows is legit bigger than her. So Tazawa worked. Tazawa is also somebody who, you know, he was running around to the twenty four seven title thing for so long. You know, he, they're just starting to like get him out of that, and and so like he, so like the crowd's cheering with him because he's getting the rub, you know, the profits, but he still has that, he still hasn't shed all the goofiness off of him. So like, I he was just kind of like the right opponent. So I think this was a good job to, again, highlight her, 
Um, give give us the Raw audience something we don't normally see on Raw, which is an intergender match. I, somebody, you know, somebody can stat boy Tony Reale and find when the last one of those were. I'm, I'd imagine we're going back to the China days, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so all in all, I was okay with how they did it. I just would not if, if if it was deemed a success and if social media and everything looks like it's a success, it's got good numbers. Great, mm-hmm. you know, t- take that, but don't take that as an indication of oh, we got to start booking Rhea and intergender matches more often because I think that'll get sour quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you also just got to be careful with the optics of like if you had, you know, a Braun Strowman sitting on someone punching them in the face, it's going to just the optics aren't going to be very good uh, for that. But in this case, uh, Jimmy, what what are your thoughts? Have you ever been involved in an intergender match or anything? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of uh, China, I was involved with one with her and Jeff Jarrett over and uh, involving the Intercontinental Championship. And, uh, you know, it was a. one of those, or was it Chris Jericho? Oh my goodness, it was so long ago. I was going to say it could be either one of those. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Jericho, and it, it was one of those deals where after the match, neither one of them took the title. Uh, long story short, I had to take the Intercontinental Championship to the next town um, because uh, uh, it was one of those deals where you know they both were pinned at the same time, so it was kind. Of, anyways, yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, it, for tonight's intergender match, I love the way they protected Tozawa. Anyways, yes, there was the, the size difference where Rhea looked bigger than him, but at the same time, you know, you saw that Tozawa was uh, mentally challenged, where he wanted to say, "I want to punch her, but I can't bring myself to hitting a woman," kind of thing. So they protected him in that sense too. So uh, I thought it was a nice um, reintroduction of this and like justin said as long as they don't do it too often like i said earlier when you start doing the roll-up finish and referee distractions too often then they start to mean nothing uh yeah i think because he also i do like they did get i believe some offense in but it was always like reversals and things it wasn't Mm -hmm. again like it was wrestling moves it wasn't it wasn't like physical punching and kicking and that's what i said yeah, so very cool. I mean, she gets a, another big win. Rhea Ripley, I I feel like she's just destined for championship. I, I yeah, she's incredible. Uh we get Scrap Daddy at Adam Pierce. Uh he's calling back Paul Heyman, who's not answering his phone calls. And speaking of not answering, Pierce isn't answering the questions about Bobby Lashley, but he says he does believe he'll be back. Speaking of coming back. MVP is back, but something's happening in the uh, in the loading dock. And after we come back from break, we get Cedric Alexander and Dolph Ziggler saying that the bloodline was the one who attacked them. Justin, what I love about this is the mix of types of people who have been attacked backstage at this point. Uh, you've got the good guys. You've got bad guys. You've got uh, cocky people. You've got uh, more quiet people it gives that feeling of no one safe from the bloodline no absolutely and again for the bloodline you know they're they don't they don't dress with the baby faces they don't dress with the heels they dress in the bloodline exclusive vip locker room uh so yeah everybody should be fair game there is no there is no alliance with anybody else unless you are part of the bloodline and uh jimmy this is where of course uh we we hear about bobby lashley probably coming back (laughs) mvp shows up and of course, everyone's wondering, are we getting the hurt business again? Hey, you never know. We've seen the return of uh, other teams and other factions, so why not? I, I mean, it, will he associate himself? It, it's it's hard to tell because you know when he was wrestling Seth Rollins last week, you know who was the babyface, who was the heel. It was kind of like up in the air. You could have made a case for either one of them, 
And mm-hmm. but, so, you know, maybe Bobby does take a little bit of a, of a more um, heel-ish approach as opposed to being a, like a complete heel. But, it, you know, to, you know, joining the Hurt Business, fe- feeling that maybe uh, aligning himself with someone like an MVP could help him more than hurt him. And I know that we have a lot of factions. You know, we have Judgment Day. We have the Bloodline. Um, you know, we have some babyface alliances, you know, obviously with Street Profits and Tazawa and, and, and whatever. But I would almost say if we're, if we're going to re, if we're going to put a fresh uh, coat of paint on the Hurt business, I don't know as much as I love Shelton Benjamin and I think he should be used more. I don't know if you need to put him and Cedric and on there. I mean, I think if you're going to redo what you're going to call the Hurt business, I would have MVP do with the new f- f- polish of Bobby Lashley and Omas. Mm-hmm. I think, I think just. The visual of those two, because of their, you know, Bobby who's six four and just a genetic freak, and then Omas who is seven foot four, uh, something you know, I think that with MVP, you know, uh, wheeling and dealing between them, I think that would be more impactful than having more bodies and having Shelton and Cedric and and whoever else they they might otherwise put. That would be my 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 yeah. booking if if I get the pen real brothers of destruction vibes there. Like you don't know which one you want in the ring at any given time. They're both just so dominant. And you know, if they did have hurt business, like you said, Justin, there's a lot of groups, but I imagine them all in the rumble and you've got some gnarly groups. I mean, judgment day, Imperium, brawling brutes, hurt business, bloodline. I mean, every one of them feel like they could just wreck everybody in the ring at the same time. So Mm -hmm. From a Rumble standpoint, I'm here for it. I want to see them all go at it. I think that'd be really fun, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we'll see. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Uh, we get some tag teams that, uh, speaking of team, I forgot to mention, the OC is another team that uh, would be in there. But we get the OC versus the Alpha Academy. Pretty straightforward with the OC getting the win here. Uh, and when it's time for them to celebrate, the Bloodline come out and take out the OC. And we go to commercial as Pierce arrives with security. Uh, they cut a little promo uh, and head back to the locker room. But AJ Styles attacks Sammy. And we get Sammy and AJ later tonight. Uh, Justin, I don't know if you caught this. I'm guessing you did because you you watch this kind of stuff. <laughs> I feel like the crowd wants to cheer Alpha Academy. They they were cheering for Otis. Mm-hmm. They popped when he got tagged in. Is it time to start presenting the Alpha Academy a little differently? Yeah, we're probably coming around that corner, right? Because um, 
you know, it, I, I feel like they have gone, I don't know how many months it is off the top of my head, but it's been a, a significantly long time, long, relatively speaking, to today's WWE with the amount of content. It's been a long time that Alpha Academy has been featured regularly and a, 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 with heels, and I feel like as heels. And I feel like they've the shtick has kind of ran its course to be booed, and it has now gone and entered that territory that it often does, where, okay, you, you took your lumps, you paid your dues, you got your booze. Now everybody's just kind of like really just enjoying you. You're just that entertaining. And mm-hmm. that's a common thing. And I do feel like we it might be uh, uh, worthwhile to consider, especially, again, you know, we're getting ready to head into Rumble and Mania season. You tend – these are the big shows where you have um, – uh, you have a smarter, more diehard fan base that travels more, certainly Mania weekend, certainly the night after Mania what's supposed to be booed is cheered what's supposed to be cheered is booed uh so i i do think we're probably entering a time where even though that you know yeah maybe let's put a new spin don't take them off tv because you got something clearly the pe- people care about them but it might be time you know to let them turn into a babyface tag team um or you split them but i don't think you do because i think they work so well together there's, there's, it's it's it's, uh, it's so far it's so chris farley david spade is how i always kind of mm-hmm. compare yeah. those two yeah. The, the only thing, though, is um, it, it's amazing that the crowd is still behind them, despite all the they have. When was the last time they won an actual tag team match? And that's you the know, brilliance of it. Yeah. The, it's amazing how they're still over, despite the fact that they haven't won a tag team match. And I don't know how long. And and I, I want to say maybe close to six, eight months, something like that. But uh, it, it's just I think you're right, Jess. I think this team is destined to become kind of like a, you know, Ch- Chad Gable is reminding me a little bit of, of uh, a young Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. you know, right. You know, he has that ability to be uh, the shooter guy in the ring, but at the same time, yeah, I, I can see him in the back uh, with a guitar singing Jimmy Crackhorn and I don't care. You know, <laughs> I've won Olympic gold or I've won NCAA gold or whatever the case may be. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of gold, we get a sit down with the women's champion, Bianca Belair, alongside Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss kind of explains everything that's happened to her and wraps it up in a way that sort of makes sense, actually, before smashing Bianca over the head. Uh, Justin, line of the night, I thought, was uh, Alexa Bliss saying to Bianca Belair, Bray's not a threat. I am. And I, I personally love, I've said it before, it's what I love about the Triple H era, is that they don't just pretend things didn't happen. And I like that she actually said, look, I went to therapy. It made me feel this way. I was with Bray. This did this to me. This is why I'm here now, as opposed to just going, yeah, forget about all that. Yeah, uh, I agree with all that. Um, I also want to note, and it, it could be found in this segment, I think it could be found later when we have Theory and Rollins on the mic. Um, it, it does feel like, I, and I'd love to, in, an, in a formal on-air interview, ask some of the talent what the process is these days about promos. Obviously, this sit-down, you know, it's pre-taped, so you can do as many takes as you need until, until you hit the notes the perfect way. But even out, again, out there live later <clears throat> with Rollins and Theory, there were just some really good lines, some really good sound bites, and and so I wonder, like, are 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 we still scripting as heavily as as we understand that they once were? Are are we given are we, are we back to bullet points and letting the guys and girls kind of fill in the gaps? I don't know, but whatever it is, it's it, it, it's coming off a lot better. I feel like promo wise, and yeah, I thought 
everything you said about Alexa. And then also just, you know, because we've been talking each week about how you got to watch those little Easter eggs and little things in the background. If you actually go back and watch when uh, Bianca is on the ground having been hit by the flowers in the vase, just peeking around the back of Bianca's chair is uh, a lily. She's just looking. And somewhere Raj celebrated that Lily was <laughs> pulling all the strings this whole time. <laughs> uh, we get to an interesting part of the show, and I'm very excited and very curious uh, to see what you guys say about this little section. And it was The Miz <laughs> versus Dexter Loomis in a ladder match. And Jimmy, I hate <laughs> to say it, I hate to point this kind of stuff out, but I got to do it. This was almost awkwardly quiet from the crowd the crowd felt like they could not care less about this match and i don't know if i've ever heard a crowd this quiet during a ladder match no i i i definitely agree with you i have the same thing written down here i said you know uh, Miz versus loomis winner take all ladder match crowd quiet don't seem to be into it. That's exactly what I wrote down. I just, and you know, that tells you everything you need to know. The live crowd, you're there to entertain them and get them going. They are not interested. I don't know if it was the match itself because ladder matches generally get people, you know, okay, yeah. let's see what's going to happen here. There were a couple of times during the match where they chanted for tables and stuff like that. But at the and same the time, Miz shut them down, teasing the tables and he put uh, them back under the yeah, ring. Right. I was going to say, that's yeah. the genius of the Miz, by the mm -hmm. way. Well, uh, it got it definitely got him some heat there. But mm -hmm. again, it, it just for some reason the crowd was not buying into this. And I uh you know uh, I, I I wish I could explain it better, but it, they're not they're not buying this rivalry at all. This is what this is what it feels like, and I and I agree. It feels like the people know to not like the Miz because they've had 15 years to know that. Mm -hmm. I don't they it doesn't feel like they know why they should be liking Dexter Loomis. They know not to like the Miz, but why like him? And yeah, this is a this is the thing. It's got <clears throat> this is the match that's been promoted. It's got what four or five months of history and build and and, and twists and turns to the story. Uh, and and yeah, they just you know other than a few big spots with some weapons. Um, so I, I mean, I really think that. That that has to. I I think again, Dexter Loomis, who has got such a look, that guy is in phenomenal shape, physique, and then the look with the tattoos and the gloves and the way he crawls and the moves around, how fast he moves. He's a worthwhile talent, but I think there needs to be a, re, a rethinking of okay, do we want him to be a babyface or you know, is Johnny Gargano being his just kind of buddy floating out there? Like something needs to be redone there. Don't get rid of Dexter Loomis. I'm not saying send him back to NXT. I'm not saying that. I think he's a worthwhile guy to have a, a, a spot on the roster, but there's something here with the presentation, and if you've given the fans this much backstory and they're still not hooking on, that tells you something right there. Yeah, and this was a – I agree with everything you just said, Justin, because I, I like Loomis. I just I, – I kind of agree with the crowd. I feel like I don't really know where to go with this rivalry, and – I should say, too, this crowd was active. It wasn't like this was just a dead crowd all night and you go, okay, something was up with the crowd. It was, I mean, they were chanting for Sami Zayn when he was saying, the, you know, they want to see us talk and everyone cheers for him later in the night. Seth Rollins has him eaten out of his hands. Uh, the crowd was active. It was just this match just emptied out. And then, it, I, I, I don't know, uh, Justin, I'll, I'll double back to you on this. Bronson Reed debuts. I'm a huge Bronson Reed fan. 
felt like that was flat, but I don't know if that's his fault at this point. I feel like the crowd was kind of like checked out at this point. Well, first of all, I agree. I, I am a Bronson Reed fan. This guy is a um, an impressive, agile big man. He is a he is a a modern take on a Vader on a Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Uh, can do some really cool things in the ring. That said, you have him debut cold, and and a and a match that we as we just spent minutes on that that people seem checked out on, attacking a guy who, as I just said, I don't think I, the crowd's not quite sure if why they're supposed to be cheering him. Um, and then, oh, by the way, it's not like Bronson Reed like carried the NXT World Title and flag for all this great time. He was a he was a mid card mid type mid card title winner in NXT, um, and then was let go. I I don't remember which round of cuts, but it's been a while. So I mean, you know, it, he's not somebody. You know, and this is this is something to watch. You know, Bronson Reed. You know, some of the ladies in, in Damage Control. Um, you know. Uh, Who's the who's uh, Candice LeRae, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tegan Knox, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. you know, there's so many other guys and girls who have been brought to Raw or SmackDown in the last five, six months who had never been on Raw or SmackDown before, who had only ever been on NXT TV. And I'm not saying that it's not going to work out for some of them, and some of them have, you know, have gone on and, and are working out, but it's something really close to watch that, you know, when you're in it, when you are in NXT getting over, it's a very intimate hardcore environment it is a very intimate i mean you are within just a few feet of the talent pretty much whether they're at full sale whether at the performance center now it's just the way it's set up it, it's a studio wrestling tv kind of feel mm-hmm. it's a different story to get over with those same people every every week than having to go to a different town in front of ten thousand people that you have different you, you some it's more casual or whatever it's a different thing to connect with them so you know, I think that's going to be something that Bronson Reed and a lot of others we're going to have to continue to watch is, mm-hmm. you know, they got over and looked great in the NXT environment, but that's not always what Raw and SmackDown's about. No, and 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 to expand on that too, as you're watching on television, and you know the audience that watches Raw and SmackDown is a lot larger than the audience that watches NXT, and you talk about the hardcore audience. So there, there were probably a lot of individuals watching the show tonight that said, "Who is this guy?" and mm-hmm. and are not very familiar with them. And, and, and yes, the, the, you know, if you're watching on television, you, you, the announcers will tell you who he is and give you a little bit of backstory, but, you know, let's say there's somebody there live and they're watching, they're going, Hey, I don't recall this guy. Who is this guy? You know, so it seems, it seems harder to come out like that too, as a, as a heel and get the boot. Cause there's too much, there's so much of it. Well, what's he doing? As opposed to if he saved somebody, then you're like, yeah, this guy saved my, my, my friend or my, my, the person mm-hmm. I'm a fan of, as opposed to the person who, Oh, well, he just attacked someone, but why, what, what's, what's this all about? Well, right. and, and, and Jack, to that point, um, I mean, I get that like Dexter Loomis is supposed to be like this, this ticking time bomb who just doesn't stop. You know, we thought he's dead and buried under the tables and ladders and outside. And then he gets back up and he, mm-hmm. you know, stops the Miz again. I, so I get that the big heater that comes in and Bronson Reed needs to take out, Dexter Loomis, but I almost wonder again. We have the luxury of armchair quarterback in this, mm-hmm. having seen how it went off and got executed. But now looking back in hindsight, I wonder: Are you better off doing it the way you did, or do you bury? Or when I say bury, I don't mean bury in the wrestling terms. I mean physically right. put things on top. Do you bury Dexter Loomis underneath of a million ladders and million things mm-hmm. to, to uh, incapacitate him? Mm-hmm. Have the Miz, who's this, who of course is the Dashley heel, go to go up and s- steal this money back? Do you have a Johnny Gargano who 
is a little more sympathetic, has gotten a little more over with the fans. Do you have him try to jump back in? Because he's already just got beat up by the Miz a minute ago. Do you have him try to jump back in, try to climb up a ladder and stop it? And is that when Bronson Reed comes in? Does Bronson Reed destroy uh, Johnny Gargano? And does he get a little bit more heat because Johnny mm-hmm. Gargano has got a little bit more favor with the, the fan? I don't know. It might have been the same thing. Again, we have the luxury right. of watching it and then critiquing it after the fact. You know, on paper, they did the best they could. Um, right. they, you know, so, but that's, again, all things to consider uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have to see. Uh, hopefully things turn around for him. Uh, AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn happens, and it's a good one, as you would expect. Uh, Solo shows up and hits AJ with the spike, allowing Sami to get the win, and Pierce is upset about it. Jimmy, it feels like we're starting to build a little bit of a uh, authority figure trying to stop bad guys from being bad guys with Adam Pierce. Yeah, it hasn't been. Has it been? I don't recall if there was an official announcement of Adam Pierce being a authority figure as in GM or whatever the case may be, or whatever his title is. I just, it, it almost like um, naturally evolved. He just comes out and he's making the decisions. Now he's making the matches. He's making the suspensions, the firings from last week. And, and then mm-hmm. um, and taking it back on, on, uh, on social media and stuff like that. But um, uh, I like, I like more the fact that we're, we're, we're building a rivalry here between these two factions that is building and is continuing to build. It's just a matter of how you, you know, I, I used this reference recently in one of my rants where it's like you're throwing little curveballs, which is good because you're throwing, you know, off pitches, but it's what you follow up with next. It's always what you follow up with. What comes next and how do you advance and how do you elevate this this rivalry? And I like where it's going so far between yeah. these two factions. It's uh, Justin's very, uh, I, I always say one of the things that WWE has done so well with Roman Reigns is, and we'll talk a little bit about this in a second, even more so, but I can imagine AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns. I would pay money mm-hmm. to see that. But of course, they're heating up KO for the same thing. Seth Rollins. I, I'm always blown away by the fact that this guy's been crushing people for two years and they still got three or four people mm-hmm. all could get shots at the next premium live event. And I'd go, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and and back to what we said earlier, that's why you don't have Roman Reigns wrestle all the time. You, you, you preserve... The must-see matchups and the oh well maybe this person's a challenger. Um, yeah, I, I like what was accomplished here. I, I agree. I, I mean, I think it's a that's a, yeah. when you just say the sentence, Sami Zayn beat AJ Styles on Monday Night Raw. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Again, for a guy who can I go back to you? You go a year ago. Uh, you know, I, a year ago, if you ask me, I'm I'm wondering if he's somebody you lump into the next round of unfortunate cuts for budget purposes, just because mm-hmm. of. How long he been with the company, and what is he being? What is he doing? How's he being used? And he's completely reinvented himself. Uh, he he's elevated himself to, as I said, like I said on a previous uh, episode of our podcast. Uh, I certainly could buy into him being a challenger to Roman Reigns somewhere down the line. Don't necessarily think he's going to beat him, but it would be dramatic, interesting TV. So, yeah, there's a lot here. And to the Adam Pierce thing, yeah, they've never like deemed him as uh, any title. They just say WWE official. They keep it vague, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I guess it's I I understand because it's it's nice to have somebody who can you can just throw in and throw out to that can speak for the office, so to speak, if the SS match is happening or no, it's not, or even in the drastic case, we've got to fire you. I just, I, I, it's a hard thing to deal with because, you know, they stumbled upon gold 24, 25 years ago, just making Vince the, who, who was the real authority figure and got such magical TV out of it with him and Austin and him and so many other baby faces 
And then, of course, you know, Bischoff and, and, and WCW doing it. And it's, it just became so one and it's so overdone. And then it's like when the audience knows who the real decision makers are and the audience knows that the real decision maker is right behind that curtain. And oh, by the mm. way, now the real decision maker is actually a former wrestler. It, mm. it makes it hard for, I think, the audience subconsciously, even if they don't even if they don't say all the things I'm saying now to buy into this person has real authority that we got to respect. Ah, maybe, maybe the Paul that he was talking to on the phone wasn't Heyman. Maybe it was oh. a different Paul. Oh, that, that, that so, could be interesting. I don't, but it, it, I think the more you have to Justin's point, I think the more you have triple H or anyone near TV, the more you just remember, Oh, well, Adam Pierce, isn't the guy. Uh, <laughs> Well, and the other thing too is, 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 is it's hard to have like, and I know Adam Pierce actually did have a match like what a couple of years, like somewhere in the last two years of his authority. You know, and he's a former wrestler, of course, mm-hmm. and, and we still, you know, it's hard to have an authority figure. Uh, like, if you have an authority figure, you expect him to be able to be involved in payoffs. Now, now Pierce is a rare authority figure who's not a heel. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's hard. Like, you know, if you're gonna have an authority figure, it's like you gotta eventually figure they, they gotta be able to take bumps and be involved in, in payoffs and, and mm-hmm. what have you. And so that's the other kind of weird thing is he's not really ever involved in payoffs. He's just kind of there. He agitates the people that get in his face, but then it just kind of just goes away. It's kind of like, well, what's the right. point? Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. I guess maybe he just, he needs some, some teeth, something to like mm-hmm. show that you can't mess with him. Cause right now two people kind of walk all over him. Like mm-hmm. even Bobby last, got fired. He's like, ah, it'll work out. Like, well, right. we need the anonymous GM to come back. Exactly. Yes. I want the celebrity Ooh. just back up. What I want Jeremy Piven to come back and be, a, uh, which is great material. That that whole that whole uh, portion of raw history is great to read. And I, I give the promo to Brian Gewertz. Go read his book. Um, and, and former head writer, and uh, he's got some fascinating things to talk about in that whole era of the celebrity GMs and the anonymous. Mm-hmm. What a wild time that was. Uh, we get uh, Seth freaking Rollins coming out and says that this isn't Roman Reigns show. It's Seth Rollins show. So Theory comes out, says he's taking the torch, but Rollins says Theory isn't on his level. They trade comments back and forth until the Usos come out and Theory abandons Rollins and Rollins gets beat up until KO comes out. And later in tonight, KO and Rollins will team up to take on the Usos. I just wanted to comment on this promo section because uh, Justin Labar, I thought, uh, obviously, Rome, uh, Seth Rollins is great. I felt like this is one of Theory's better outings. I agree. You know, To what I said earlier, to asking about how the promos are being done, I thought this was a great uh, delivery by both guys, but especially Theory. And <clears throat> I thought Rollins even, he kind of even said it in character. He said, you know, you're growing up, kid. You know, you're not taking selfies anymore. You're not, you know, I forget how he worded it. If you're, if you're, if you're, he was referencing the Vince, but without saying Vince, saying like you're the father's favorite or whatever he said. Like, mm-hmm. it really did feel like babyface Seth Rollins, the veteran, uh, validating and highlighting and saying Austin Theory is worthwhile to be champion. Austin Theory is worthwhile my time to be fighting him. But oh, by the way, it's just going to kind of be a gut check because you still, even though you're champion, you're still not me. Uh, and then, of course, theory, you know, really firing back uh, and kind of oh. uh, trying to trying to degrade and downgrade, I should say, Seth Rollins, uh, whether it's the, the the least successful Shield member or third best, third member. best, or you yeah. fumble, or you fumble the ball. So yeah, I mean, really kind of juiced up and heated up this uh, this match that's going to be in two weeks. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jimmy, and again, Seth Rollins is great. I'm not, he always knocks out of the park though. Uh, but with theory, what I love too is for as mean as he was, he was still kind of saying that Rollins is great. Like he was saying, I'm going to take the court, the torch from your legendary mm-hmm. hands or whatever. I can't remember the exact line, but, uh, uh, just like he was actually calling him a legend in, mm-hmm. in that, in that case, which I always think is a very clever thing to do when you can make someone some Paul Heyman does a lot where he'll basically talk about how great the other person is, but they're not great enough to beat them. And I think that that's such a, a great thing to do to build up a match as opposed to saying you're a loser. Right. Absolutely. Cause if you're, if you beat up someone who's a loser, if you end up winning the match, then who have you beaten? It makes you look bad if you lose to this loser, obviously, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're trying to build the guy up, like, you know, calling Seth a legend and that sort of stuff and saying, you may be great, but I'm going to show you that I'm going to be greater. Yeah. See that he's putting himself, he's putting, he's putting the other guy over, but he's putting himself over more. I also love that he bailed out when the Usos came, just the way he did it. It was just, it was not. Yeah. Cause yeah, it was just very well done. Very good at making me hate the guy. Just (laughs) chef's kiss. Uh, Speaking of chef's, chef's kiss, we got Bailey versus Becky Lynch going in the I can't believe we're getting this on free TV category. Uh, they they have their match, but it comes down to damage control, uh, distracting the man and Bailey getting the win. Uh, Jimmy, this one's probably not over, though. No, okay. definitely not over. And, and, and they had a good match. My um, I, I, it's definitely wanted to see more. That's the thing. And, and, uh, you know, and how long has it been since they've met each other in the ring? Somebody, I think they, I think they mentioned four years four or something years. like that. It's four yeah. years. Yeah. They're, uh, I hate to put it this way, but their chemistry together is just awesome. They just, uh, you know, when two people just gel together inside the ring and they can tell a good story and they can tell a good match and, and have good psychology and make sense of what they're doing. That's what these ladies did tonight. They had a hell of a match. I thought, uh, and yeah, to continue this storyline further, the right person won under the right circumstances. Even though I'm getting a little bit tired of all these ref distraction finishes, there's just too many of them happening. And it's not, and it's not me saying because I'm, a, you know, a former official myself. I'm just saying again along the the lines of if it happens so much, the heat's going to the wrong people. It ends up, you know, if there are too many ref distractions, then people will start blaming the referees as opposed to blaming the heels for being. Um, you know, uh, creative enough to distract the referee. The heat's going on the wrong person sometimes. And that's, that's, what, that's what I'm worried about. That said, Jimmy, though, I do like, I feel like it gives the ref some credibility not to be a total buffoon to see the other two ladies at damage control are getting ready to cause problems. Right. And, he, and he just says, get out of here. And that, yeah. You so, know, but, no, I do get that. But again, it's happening too much with the ref distractions. You can't keep doing it. See, because you think back to earlier in the night now, there was another ref distraction or two, if not, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know what I mean? It's just uh, the it's all in how it's done to put the heat on the right person. That's all. It's, uh, I think a lot of it is just because there's the reason it's happening so often is because there are so many, um, groups so many stables mm-hmm. that and when you have a stable that's just sort of the the go-to way to have them win is to have someone in the stable outnumber them and mm-hmm. it's what uh, AEW runs into AEW is the I mean everybody is in a faction everybody's associated yeah. it's gang warfare and it's what AEW runs into every single week they can't figure they have to get everybody featured 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they don't even really try to act like those DQs. <laughs> just and not you know. not only, not only that. After every match, there's always an aftermath. Yeah. yeah right. Match, you know? And not Arda and Jimmy. Exactly. From, from, back, <laughs> from back in the day, and, and and the other thing, and I talked about this before, is is every match that goes to commercial break, it has to be after a bump to the outside. Yeah. yeah. It's just you can too too formulaic. You can definitely tell. I, I I can feel it now. You know, you, you get the feeling when they go out, outside. Like, oh, this is the commercial. I get. Uh, see, see, and when you're going to a commercial break, you want to entice people to come back. And will they make it back in the ring? Is just not that enticing. Yeah. So uh, we get to the main event. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. They first off, uh, they're backstage. Speaking of not forgetting things, reminiscing about Rollins trying to take Kevin Owens' WrestleMania spot, which is fun. Uh, we get the match, and the OC kind of take the bloodline out of the equation. Theory takes Rollins out of the equation, but KO is able to get the win on his own. Uh, and then we get a tease of Sammy and KO before Sammy decides not to bail out. Uh, Justin, if I'm being the old school kind of guy, shouldn't Seth Rollins have gotten the win in his hometown? No, no, I'm sure. Seth, I'm sure once the cameras on off, Seth did something great. Mm-hmm. Probably Becky. Uh, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm sure somebody it's, it's documented already on the internet. Uh, you know, he and Becky do something, whatever, whatever. But no, you got Kevin Owens a week and a half away from a major match, the biggest match of 2022 on SmackDown, teaming with John Cena for John Cena's first match in over a year. Against you know Roman and Sammy. I mean, this is just hot, hot, hot story right now. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens has to be the the, the top story, uh, and it's a great top story that he pins and and wins a tag match against the Usos, who are on this you know five hundred plus day run as champions. Now it's a non title match, so it's a perfect opportunity to after a hard fought crazy whatever match to beat the usos and then they're still credible that they didn't lose any any credibility here but it's the perfect time to have to say kevin owens just got that win you have to have it be him uh, again let let rollins do whatever once the cameras are off for the for the live event uh but uh, this is this is you got to be boosting kevin owens stock up mm-hmm. yeah jimmy this is a match where as they say a lot of business was done the theory stuff the uh ko mm-hmm. stuff the uso stuff uh sammy stuff it felt like they checked a lot of boxes here at the end of the show absolutely and they gave us a lot to look forward to coming up and you know especially uh in two weeks on on raw and uh you know the smackdown um on the uh, 30th so there's there's a lot to look forward to and they made people anticipate this i'm i'm looking forward to to uh uh smackdown uh in two weeks to see you know that tag match you know, and you know, we talk about it all the time here, talking people into the seats, talking people in front of their television screens. Uh, and I think they're doing a hell of a job of doing that right now with the different stories that they're telling. And and these ones are kind of mixed together. But again, there's different branches on this tree. You know, you mentioned, uh, Justin, you mentioned Sammy earlier on, but I think of Kevin Owens in 2021 and the year he had in 2021 compared to 2022, where he gets stone cold out of retirement and then caps it off by teaming with John Cena. I mean, talk about a, a big year for the guy. And uh, probably the only body, only person in history that can say within a calendar year works a WrestleMania against stone cold and ends their TV year in a, in a match with John Cena. Cena. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, crazy, just crazy. And then, of course, I was the the fun thing of the the news cycle of 2022 is neither of those things are even close to the biggest story of 2022, which is, of course, Vince McMahon stepping away. Think, yeah, uh, think about think about this real quick. Uh, you know, obviously, we're so close to the day to day headlines for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I can I can remember back in. Um, you know, I can remember back in the early part of the winter season of 2022 on the calendar mm-hmm. when we start to hear the rumblings and come to find out that, oh my God, Cody Rhodes, what, what he's leaving, mm-hmm. he's leaving AW. And this is at the same time, too, where there's, yeah, so wait, wait, so wait, Kevin Owens is cutting these promos about Texas because like Stone Cold might be coming up. Yeah, that was so huge. And you're right, Jack, here we are now and, you know, closing yeah. out the final 11 days of the year. And <laughs> that's not even the top three. It's nope. You know, yeah. v- 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 Vince's the Vince yeah. stuff, and I mean, it is it's it, it's insane. It's it's yeah. This yeah. Is one of the most insane years ever. Any Absolutely. one of those stories would have been the number one story of the year any other year, but nope. nope. <laughs> uh, nope. So this was as we wrap it up. This was a. This is one of the most entertaining Raws, uh, I think. Personally, I thought this had the, uh, mm-hmm. we always talk about the Attitude Era-esque style. This, I mean, there wasn't uh, some of the uh, more racy stuff of the Attitude Era, but as far as the chaos and things mm-hmm. happening all over the place and, um, you know, madness basically in the production, uh, this felt very late 90s to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved it. I, this, I thought this was going to be a... Uh, a filler show to go into the holidays and they entertain the heck out of me. Uh, Jimmy, what'd you think? No, I enjoyed it very much. And what it did was it progressed storylines further. It made you want to see what happens next. And that's what it's all about, especially, you know, uh, you want to end the year off on a good note. I think they ended off the year because next, next week's Raw's final raw of uh, Mm -hmm. 2022 is going to be a, you know, a best of show. I think, uh, Tonight was a nice way to end Raw for the season, for the for the season, so to speak, and and looking forward to twenty twenty three. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, without without having a bunch of legends out there, mm-hmm. uh, novelty acts. I mean, this was this was one of the best. Okay, let, like you said, Jack, let's try to take the Crash TV things coming from all directions. This is one of the best ways to do it while having to do it in three hours. There's still the things that we talked about, you know lengthy matches with predictable stopping points for commercials whatever but this was the this was a really solid attempt to fill three hours and make everybody matter let stories crisscross talk me back into watching in, in future weeks um again without having the bells and whistles of stone cold here tonight or it's a raw throwback edition or where you can dress it up with a, with a gimmick um mm-hmm. so uh you yeah. know it, it, it it's I'll be interested to see the numbers, and uh, it, 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 I'm I'm gearing up. I'm gearing up for what will soon be Jack the official start of the road to Memphis. <laughs> I know you. I know you're already you're already, already hitch, you're already hitchhiking down, but I'll yes, catch up I'm to you. Soon. Already halfway right. down the road, uh, but uh, yeah, I was gonna say we started this month thinking, man, Royal Rumble's so far away. What are they gonna do? We're almost into January now. They found mm-hmm. a way to do it. This is incredible. Uh, but that does it for us. Uh, before we get out of there and before I shout out everyone in the chat, uh, Jimmy, where can the world find you online and all the cool stuff you're working on? Obviously, you can find me here with Triple J 
on Monday nights, not next Monday, as as Justin uh, Ari uh, uh, let the cat out of the bag, but and Wednesday nights uh, with Justin and Issa, we're talk, we talk uh, AEW Dynamite, and you can find me on all my social media platforms from Monday to Friday, talking my wrestling rants. Again, not meant to tear down, but to help. Yep. And Justin, how about yourself? Where can the world find you? Yeah, at Justin Labar across all the socials. Again, I'll be back, I think, Wednesday here with uh, Jimmy and Issa, and that'll be the last podcast for me of 2022 i think busted open is uh is on a uh, much deserved holiday break so mm-hmm. we'll get back into the sparring with him in 2023 and hey shout out to you guys this has been a fun triple j yeah. uh since we've been i don't remember where when we started in this in this past year but it really yeah. just kind of uh when when they just kept booking us every monday i was like all right i guess, this, <laughs> I, guess I guess this is the this is the this is the trio this is the deal <laughs> Um, yeah, they never say it's official. You just go, okay, I guess. <laughs> no, the again, the yeah. office kept booking it, and we just kept showing up, and, and, and this is and the people have responded. So thank you to everybody, and uh, it's. I mean, again, this is again. I say this seriously. This this trio. This is going to be a fun road to mania mm-hmm. trio here. Uh, the yeah. three of us. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, and happy holidays to everybody. Me too. Yeah, we're yes. gonna have a good one. I'm very excited. I'm so excited for what this next these next few months are gonna look like. Uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can also check out at Wrestling Inc for all the wrestling news. Of course, there's the Raw after show, but make sure to check out the NXT after show on Tuesdays, the Dynamite after show on Wednesdays, SmackDown and Rampage on Friday after shows. Uh, and also if you're still here, thanks for listening. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Thank you to everyone in the live chat. The Jif King, Dylan Matthews, Ricky Zaldivar, Bernie DC, Stalking UK, Black in the house. Uh, that's a new name I haven't seen in a while. Chris uh, Aldridge as well, Dream Realm Studios, uh, Bernie DC, Tina Miller showing up at the end here. Thanks so much for coming by. They're like uh, our they're like our producers and our stats. They're always throwing stats at us. They're always helping clear the. Yeah. They're like they're they're part of the team too. Yes. yes. Thank, thank you. Thanks to the whole Wrestling Inc. team for a 2022 yes. that will not be soon forgotten. Uh, I think that's it for us. Happy, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Happy Boxing Day. Happy whatever you celebrate this time of year. Exactly. Wrestling Inc. acknowledges. Stay safe. <laughs>